This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Thanks to Toby for the update. We're Grant and Danny reminding you to kick off your future with the law firm of Condorian Murad. They'll help protect your assets and update your will and trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. You can visit kmlawyers.com. Mention the show to score yourself a discount. That is kmlawyers.com. I was driving around earlier today, and I just thought this was really funny. I know nothing about music. You know this, Danny? Not going to win a competition about music knowledge anytime soon. No, that's not really your bag. Everybody knows Reba McIntyre, though, right? I I was introduced to her initially via Little Rascals when she played A.J. Ferguson. A.J. Ferguson. You remember A.J. Ferguson and the Little Rascals at all? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Well, she was like a race car driver, but the whole time she was wearing a helmet and her racing suit, and they thought it was a a guy, but it turns out it was a girl, and it was Reba McIntyre. She took off her helmet, and they couldn't believe it. Uh, You know, the Little Rascals, Spanky and... Yeah, like I know the original Little Rascals. Is this a remake or movie? Yeah, this was the film. This was the movie when I was a kid. Probably came out in the, I don't know, early to mid-90s probably. Okay. Anyway, here's the point of the story. I was listening to the radio and the national update anchor on Sirius XM on one of their sports stations, so probably all of their sports stations, kept doing every half hour an update, and he would say, in the NFL, we've learned that the national anthem for Super Bowl 58 will be sung by, and he kept saying, Reba McIntyre. That's tough. And it's like, I'm not trying to Joan on the guy. But but, a little bit. No, it's not even about him. It's just, who doesn't know who Reba McIntyre is? Well, because it looks like McIntyre. It doesn't look like McIntyre. Yeah, the but, way we think of McIntyre is like you've got a spelling in your mind. But it's again, not that way. I'm going to ask this again. Who's never You're- heard of Reba McIntyre? She was all over TV. She's been in 8,000. I don't do anything with music. I couldn't go a month for 20 years without hearing or seeing or, or knowing about Reba McIntyre with her red hair. Who doesn't know who that is that looks at that and goes, yeah. Reba McIntyre? How is that possible? I don't know. That's not great. And it wasn't like a young person. This is an old, this person is probably I, I don't know the, the guy exactly, but he sounds like he would be my parents' age probably. And he's just dropping Reba McIntyre. That's tough. But y- you do it once. I need someone to go. Oh, hey, you're reading stuff. You got so a lot of true. things going on. You found like the spot. You got to make sure the sponsorship read is right. And yeah. The computer doesn't load, or you're having a big old conniption fit. You one time you're doing it real quick, and you go you go McIntyre. Okay. Next next hour, the printer doesn't work, and and you're coming into the 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 regular studio, and you're yelling at people, and sort of while other people are trying to do the show, you're you know you're bothering the producers, and you mess it up a second time. I get that. Somebody's got to slip you a note. Somebody's got to go. Hey, buddy. Next thirty minutes from now, 
McIntyre. I need a McIntyre out of you. So I was going to get my haircut. It was uh must have been right at 10 a.m. I heard it. And he goes, will be sung by Reba McIntyre. Mm. God bless America by Post Malone. And Post like, Malone. <laughs> and I was like, that is butt funny. He just said McIntyre. And sure enough, I get out of my haircut. I'm driving to work. It's 11 o'clock. Update music comes on. And he still goes, will be sung by Reba McIntyre. I'm going, we are still doing this. I think that's so funny. I can't name one song she has. I, I don't have a whole file on. I, I think her sh- TV show was called Reba. It was called Reba. Like, yeah. To me, that that is just a pantheon. That is just one of those names. You see it, and you're like, everyone pictures her. They see yeah, her name. You 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 know exactly who you're talking about right away. That's like a ubiquitous. Everyone's familiar at least in some degree. I, I couldn't run through her catalog, obviously, but like that's that's one of the most famous people. You know, like that passes like every generation test. You know, from kid to, to grandma. I can't believe you never saw the Little Rascals movie. Maybe your, I did. But your boys should check it out. They'd love it. They might. Just getting them to sit down for more than 13 minutes consecutively is hard. Wheelhouse age right now for the Little Rascals. For Little Rascals. Going to pull some pranks on Alfalfa when he's trying to... He's got the sweets for Darla. We're going to put, like, uh, kitty litter in the sandwiches he packs for their... That's tough. Their time out on the boat. That's a tough you prank. You got no file? Not at all. Oh, man. It's like, so little kid movies in the 90s when I wasn't a little kid, you've probably come to realize I don't... I don't remember them. I didn't do them. Yeah, <laughs> you, know I mean? you were like, out on them. Yeah, but it also it's like you can bump into it. You should you you should know about it a little. Well, bit. I'm aware of the Little Rascals. I mean, that's that's you know cultural. That's iconic. People know who Alfalfa is and Buckwheat and everybody. They go back to my dad's age. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't know if the uh, someone who's old has to tell me this. You can tweet me at Grant H. Paulson. Although if you're the age that knows this, you might not be on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are, were the Little Rascals and Our Gang the same thing? Do you know anything about Our Gang? No. Our Gang, I think, was like a TV show or film series that was similar to or comparable with the Little Rascals. I remember my dad was like an Our Gang guy. But I don't know if it became the Little Rascals or if it's two different things. But that's yeah. I'm I not going to lose sleep. But if anyone can answer that for me, it, it was very background, like home summertime between like sessions of camps. You know, like a couple times I'm watching somebody sits behind the exhaust of a car and then it like shoots the soot all over their face. Were you a Three Stooges guy? Yeah, I, I even like the the different iterations of Moeller and Curly. Then you saw the Shemp episodes. Yeah, the number of times that those guys that's were like way old. Too. Oh yeah, I mean, but the reruns are always on, like Nickelodeon they, style. Damon's in Oxen Hill on Grant and Danny. What's up, Damon? What How are wrestlers you? were these guys like? Um, oh, I don't know. I, I missed that part because I was sort of holding on. Uh, that's Chris. To you're the thinking phone of. Ring to get in. Oh, that's Chris. Um, yeah, I watched it. Folks. Damon, I botched. Uh, I derailed yeah, your call. D- Damon is just. Can we start derailed. again? Can you go put Damon back yes, on hold? Start again, don't so I don't go screw anywhere, him. Damon. I messed up. Chris Damon. in Oxen Hill always talks about wrestling. <sighs> Some guy named Damon just wants to talk, and you're just—he's just. He's just I've Getting ruined it. Oh, I'm you. sorry. He's like, what wrestling? What are you talking He's about? He's like, I don't know that. Let's go to Damon in Oxon Hill. Hey, Damon, what's up, buddy? What's up, Damon? How's it going, fellas? I used to watch wrestling back in the day, but uh, not no more. Like, not since The Rock left. But, um, yeah, uh, you was talking about uh, Reba McIntyre and, uh, and, and Paz Mal 1. It, it's not <laughs> Ma- Malin. It's Mal 1, sort of like Mal Wynn. Oh, oh Mal I see. One. Mal 1. That yeah. makes more sense. That yeah, makes it's, I, it's I, I get it. Mal 1. Yeah, he and that guy has no tattoos, right? Post Mal One. Um, no, he has a, a like a, a face full of uh, permanent ink. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I see. 
I thought maybe yeah, he didn't they're have They're not any. tattoos. They're, um, they're like... Uh, it's like what you have when you have like, a sleepover. Uh, drawings that can't come off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. Like, yeah, he went to fell asleep in too many sleepovers and, like, yep. he just got caught up. Yeah. Drawings that can't come off. Yeah. That's pretty, funny. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? That's one way to put it. Uh, I love that. All right. So I wanted to get back to something Chris said at the end of last hour, though. thought it was a good point. When he basically said, if they miss on quarterback at two, if they do what I want, which is draft the quarterback, that the commanders are in a bad spot and a lot of people lose their job. That is possible. I would say that is going to be up to what else happens around the quarterback. Just as an example, and I know it's rare. The San Francisco 49ers didn't just miss on Trey Lance at number three. They traded a boatload Mm -hmm. to go up to three to get him. And not only did people not lose their jobs, they're all getting jobs. D'Amico Ryan's head coach. Bobby Slowick, OC Houston, about to be a head coach. Kyle, coach of the year candidate, year in, year out. They're the number one seed in the NFC Maybe the best team in the National Football League may get to and win the Super Bowl this year because they found a quarterback in the seventh round that helped to make up for that, number one. But number two, they also did an immensely impressive job building the team around swinging and missing at Trey Lance. Even if they hadn't found Brock Purdy as an example, Garoppolo with the roster that they built was a winner. They'd gotten to a Super Bowl. They have struck on Kittle in the fifth round and Debo Samuel outside of the first round, and you could go through some of the the all pros that they have. Oh, it's struck innumerable, on. yeah. It's been amazing. So if you're really, really good with a high batting average, and you miss on quarterback, it will look bad. But if the rest of that draft was pretty good, and your free agent signings have worked, and the team's elevating because you're better in a lot of position groups, no one's going to be running anybody out of town just because you missed on the one quarterback pick. Now, if you miss on everything around them, and now you're four and 13 and five and 12 a few times. Yeah. You're probably getting run out, but you're probably going to get to pick a couple of quarterbacks. If it doesn't work, assuming you do a good job elsewhere, in my opinion. But my larger point is that can't be why you do or do not draft the quarterback. You have to be strong in your convictions. You have to decide, do I like this player or do I not? Do I think Drake may is a stud? Yes or no. Do they see what I see when I watch him, which is young Justin Herbert? If they don't love Drake May, they don't have to draft him. If they don't love Jaden Daniels, they don't have to draft him. But I think when you have the number two overall pick and no quarterback in your org, and you got Williams and May and Daniels and Penix, before you even get to the rest of this quarterback class, Mm -hmm. there is a buffet with a bevy of options that are very different. you got to find something you like, and you can't be afraid to miss. It's a lot easier to not have to answer tough questions about missing on a quarterback by not drafting one and just doing what Rivera did, taking the safer pick or what Shanahan did. His first draft, he came in here. He took Trent Williams with his number four overall, stapled him in at left tackle and said, I don't have to answer any questions about that pick. I just got a star. They could do that with Fashanu or uh, Joe Alt from Notre Dame and, and move on. That could be no, no, no harm, no foul. That You can't draft scared. If you like one of these quarterbacks, you got to take one. And if and if they take one of the tackles or another position because it's safer, eventually you got to find a quarterback, and yeah, it's going to be it's harder to. Your risk later is bigger than it is at number two, in my opinion. So I I have a take that I don't think many people subscribe to, but it's where I am. I think there are two acceptable phases with a caveat for a football team: drafting and acquiring your young quarterback, and then playing your young quarterback. So here's how it should go, ideally. Quarterback is drafted towards the top of the draft. One, two, seven, wherever you are, right? When you're bad. You play that player. If that player is good, 
continue in phase two. If that player is bad, you should be in a position to draft another one you start the process over. You never stop doing this until you've acquired your guy. The only caveat is disgruntled Hall of Famer with a grudge at the end of his career with some juice left. See Manning changing teams, see Brady changing teams, see Rodgers potentially changing teams, if you've built well around that uh, around that player uh, to potentially slide somebody in. I don't do the middle-tier Derek Carr and below, readily available, cast-off, Carson Wentz, Case Keenum, gobbledygook. Never, ever, ever. Everybody that recommends that is wrong. Everybody that wants to do that for a split second is wasting time. We do not kick the can around these parts. So, with all due respect, I like Adam Peters. I'm excited about Adam Peters. I want Adam Peters to thrive. I think he's the best hire that they've made in some time. I have no allegiance to Adam Peters. If Adam Peters stinks at this, I'll root for the next guy. I'll root for the next dreamboat with a great head of hair and uh, piercing eyes that comes in here with with some swagger from a great organization to try to pick the next guy. This is how you do it. This is the best, most efficient, easiest way to do it. Anybody that delays the decision for some illusion of safety or mutters words like roster building like Ron Rivera did three years in, nope, wrong, go away forever, never come back, silence yourself, you don't have a seat at the table anymore. You should be drafting a player up high. If it doesn't work, that happens. You do it again. It doesn't work, guess what you do? You keep repeating. And I also would just say that you don't have to demand people get fired if they miss on a quarterback. Like I don't believe that if you miss on a QB once, you're out. I think it starts the clock for sure. You don't get to try over and over and over again 10 times. But how many times did Rivera miss on quarterback? He got four cracks at it, essentially, in four years. Carson Wentz was a massive flop and a swing and a miss. This year, he went with Hal. He told John Kime of ESPN yesterday he regrets that, not necessarily going with Hal, but putting all the eggs in that basket and putting the pressure on him right at the start of the offseason. Um he kind of said the same thing about what he did with Hal that he said after Dwayne Haskins when he went with him and he said he put too much pressure on him and he wished he, he would have done it differently. But he bookended his tenure, years one and, and year four, with that kind of same decision, so to speak. But I, I don't think you get one opportunity to solve quarterback. I'm with you, and I hope the Harris ownership group, I think that they are. I hope that they're smart enough to know it's hard to find one. Just do the right thing. like Follow the correct process. You're picking second. There are beloved quarterback prospects that are worthy of the second pick. See if one of them's great. And if it's not, try to find it the next time. Whether or not you keep your job will be determined on is the team winning or losing? Are your draft picks and your free agent signings good? Is the culture in the building one that is progressing toward actually winning? Not like being a good culture because you say it is. But is this a team where you'll win more often than you lose and you hit more often than you don't in player acquisition and coach acquisition? But it's not just going to be that Drake May falls on his face and so two years later Adam Peters and Ben Johnson are are fired. But you, you can't be worried about that. You you got to go find uh, the right guy. By the way, I want to shout out our, our guy Pete Medhurst who tweeted, uh, texted me rather, and said the R-Gang franchise was sold to MGM who then rebranded it as Little Rascal. So my pops almost the exact same time said, yes, it's me. I'm the old bleeping listener. <laughs> That's who it is. They're the same thing. Our gang and Little Rascals are the same thing. Thank you, Mr. Ruya. I didn't know that. Do you remember our gang? Do you know anything about that? It's No, not really. Okay, my dad would just talk about it, and I always wondered, is it the same Like, is it the same as My Little Rascals, or was it like his version in his era? Yeah, was it, the, was it like GoBots are the same as Transformers when, my, when they handed me a GoBot <laughs> for Christmas, and I'm like, no. 
I'm not sure about That's that. That's not one. Optimus Prime. Uh, all right, let's fire up some football music. We're going to talk a little bit about the games this weekend and get you in the mood for Football Friday tomorrow as we'll dive deeper into these matchups. Doubleheader on Saturday, Texans and Ravens, Packers and 49ers. In this Houston-Baltimore game, C.J. Stroud, second playoff game, he was tremendous in round one. Got himself a 300-yard, three-touchdown performance under his belt. Uh, He now takes a peek at a Ravens defense that was outstanding this year. They've got an underbelly. You can run the football on them. They were 29th against the run. They do a very good job, Danny, against the pass. Number one in that category this season. So it is a tall order for Baltimore. They can pick you off now. I mean, they got yep. players, including Geno Stono, at seven this season who will take the football away. So this is a big test for Bobby Slowick looking for a head coaching job, Stroud, who's going to be the offensive rookie of the year, and a young ascending Houston offense. Yeah, no big deal. They just led the league in sacks, yards per play, and turnovers. That's not something that happens very often in this league. Uh, no Marlon Humphrey for the Ravens in this game. Something to watch. Maybe a big play or two. Maybe you hit something a little you know, uh, like a deep square in or a little crossing route with some with some rubs in there. Maybe somebody goes yards after the catch. But th- as you said, work cut out for you. If Baltimore gets a lead in this game and makes you one-dimensional, that's going to be an adventure for the young kid. I cannot wait to see C.J. Stroud in this environment. He is such a star. Win, lose, or draw. They, they should be incredibly proud of where they came from. You know, a team that was a tire fire for the last half decade, basically, winning two, three, four games a season. They are here poised with a chance to go to the AFC title game. Amazing. I, I mentioned Geno Stone. What a story this guy is. He was the 21st safety taken in the 2000 draft in round seven. He was waived two times by Baltimore and claimed off waivers by the Texans, who he plays this weekend. Then he was signed back to the Ravens in 2021. That was after Houston didn't extend him a qualifying offer. He was named the starting free safety in week six of 2022 by Baltimore after Marcus Williams went on injured reserve. He signed a one-year deal in 2023 this season, and he finished second in the NFL with seven interceptions. I mean, the Ravens seem to have stories like that up and down their roster, which tells you a lot about their operation. They are amazing at the, no one else wanted him. We'll find something to do with him. Packers 49ers. I know you guys are getting tired of this. It's yet another NFC playoff matchup with two former Washington assistants going head to head as beloved head coaches. Matt LaFleur just had his best season in green Bay, not in terms of record, but no Aaron Rodgers. Everyone said before, he's just a passenger. Rodgers is the man. Well, Rodgers leaves. And they get Jordan Love playing at an elite level. Jordan Love was playing like a top five quarterback for the last six or seven weeks. And you saw that as they shredded the Dallas Cowboys. Pretty good defense that uh, is going to get Dan Quinn a head coaching job in this cycle. Meanwhile, the San Francisco 49ers are waiting. They are the one seed. They have an 8-15 kick East time. And if they win this game, Kyle Shanahan is back in the NFC Championship game for the third time in the last handful of years. So I don't love Green Bay's defense. The numbers are buoyed here down the stretch because they got to play the Vikings team was on their ninth quarterback, Chicago, towards the end of the year. But this is a group that can be scored on a little bit. I think that's their weakness. But they won 7-9 to nine down the stretch after getting going to, to a 3-6 and six tune. They've been really, really impressive. Second half of the year, you touched on it. Jordan Love has been outstanding. He's put up MVP caliber numbers in this kind of watered-down offensive season. This, to me, comes down to... As long as Brock Purdy doesn't have one of those games, you know the kind we're talking about, where they were on the road in Baltimore and they had no chance because he turned it over a million times. If he's fine, it's hard for me to see San Francisco losing. I want to clean something up. 
this is even crazier than I thought. Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco will be going to their third straight conference title mm-hmm. and their fourth in five years. Remember, they were in the Super Bowl five years ago yep. against the Chiefs. So over the last five years, this will be their fourth conference title game if they can get by Green Bay. That is astoundingly yep. impressive. It really is. And it's and it's not with a singular, you know, Steve Young, Joe Montana well, franchise it's, quarterback it's guy. Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. Uh-huh. Give me a break. Pretty impressive. Uh, Bucks, Lions. Maybe I'm wrong. Look, I thought Tampa Bay was going to get beat by Philly. Uh, and I couldn't have been more wrong on that. But I don't really see the Bucks giving the Lions a tight game. I did see a crazy stat here that I wanted to pass along on Jared Goff, though. His splits against the Blitz from Fantasy Points data. When Goff is blitzed versus not blitzed this season. So not blitzed Jared Goff completes 71% of his passes. That's about 5% above expectation. Eight yards per attempt, has a 109 passer rating, which is second best behind only Brock Purdy in the NFL when not being blitzed. So Jared Goff, is he deals. When he's blitzed, 61% complete, 2% below expected on his throws, seven yards per attempt and a 78 rating, 30th out of 41 quarterbacks when he is blitzed. He's awful. Over their last 10 games, Tampa Bay is blitzing their opponents. 47% of plays. Just something to keep in mind going into this weekend. Is here to chew gum and call blitzes. This has always been my point about golf. If everything is clean, he can make a throw. If he's got to move his feet at all, he turns into a pedestrian garbage dealer. Uh, One team comes in having won six to seven. One team comes in riding high and red hot. That team's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my friend. I just don't see it. I don't either. But it's just, not very good. I'm just saying they've won six of seven. Now they haven't beaten what's the word anybody. Uh, their best win was at Green Bay, which was really impressive. It's a win I don't think anybody really saw uh, coming. They dominated Green Bay in that game, if you recall. But they've actually been pretty decent here down the stretch after a, a terrible start. Mayfield's playing well. I think it all kind of comes to an end here this weekend. But they're not pushovers. Best game of the weekend, and the one I'm sure we'll spend the most time on. Tomorrow is the grand finale, Sunday evening, 6.30 East time. The Chiefs and the Bills. Three-seed Kansas City, two-seed Buffalo, and guess what? They are calling for snow again at Orchard Park. They put out a uh, memo to their fans today asking for folks to sign up to come shovel the stadium again so that they'll be able to play a 6.30 kick. I'm one of those guys that's going, why don't you use some of that money you charged me for previous things to hire somebody? And you go ahead and shovel it out. Maybe maybe you guys could do it. Well, they're paying. It's not like they're just asking fans. For I thought it was asking for volunteers. You volunteer to make $20 an hour. Is that true? I thought it was just volunteer out of they, the goodness were, of your heart. They were paying people $20 an hour to shovel. I take it back then. Yeah. I, that, that's not a bad gig. No, it's you okay. You go walk around on an NFL field and make 20 bucks an hour to shovel. I, I could have sworn at one point it was like volunteer because it's our local football team. And it's like, yeah, the one I pay a lot of money to go see games and get up charge on a hot dog and a soda. Maybe maybe you guys could do it. Would you do it? No. If I'm from Buffalo and I like enjoyed the snow, I think I would do it. I don't necessarily enjoy the show. I do actually like to shovel, weirdly enough. I love shoveling snow. Same reason I like to like vacuum and sweep. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see what you're what you're doing. You see the work, yeah. Yeah. So I'm a shovel guy. I'm a big shovel guy. But uh yeah, twenty dollars an hour, why not? I'll go out and shovel an NFL field. I get to walk out of the tunnel where Josh Allen comes out with the boys. You're doing it. You're doing a come out of your tunnel bit. Oh, I would. I would be 
play some music, jump out of the tunnel. Uh, on, like on your phone. Up at the crowd, yeah. exactly. With like a let's go kind of flex. So yeah. fired up. It is time for a Capitals power play. Capitals hosting the Blues. 7 o'clock start tonight at Capital One Arena. Charlie Lindgren, our guest yesterday on Grant and Danny. 2.24 goals against average. 929 save percentage. Back between the pipes for his 18th game of the season. He has been the Caps best goaltender, a game-time decision, still no official word that I've seen on Alex Ovechkin tonight. I need him to play. I need him to start scoring some more goals and chase down Gretzky a little bit, please and thank you. Uh, The Blues are pretty much in the same spot that the Capitals are, Western Conference Division. They've got 44 points. They're mucked up kind of right in the middle or the back end of that middle, and this is kind of that time of year where people start to separate a little bit. It'd be real nice if the Caps started putting some goals on the board and won some more games. Big thank you to Darius and Ryan behind the scenes for doing a great job as always. For Danny, I'm Grant saying so long. You get another chance to win Wizards tickets tomorrow at 3 o'clock. It'll be a football Friday. We will get you set for the NFL division round of the playoffs ahead. Thanks for listening. We're back at it at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Thank you for coming. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.